When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 284th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are set to play the 0-2 New York Giants on Sunday at 1 p.m. at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. In this episode, we're going to break down the Giants. Uh, They got a little drama going on up there. Uh, Hear from Joe Judge and um, Kyle Pitts, the Falcons tight end. He said he's learning everything, taking everything in, and trying to put his own flavor on the position. So, let's go to the Giants here. They're 0-2. Everybody saw that last one, but the first game they lost 27-13 27-13 to the Denver Broncos at home. And then they played on Thursday night on the national TV against the Washington football team. Y'all saw it. Had the game won. Boy, missed the, uh, Dustin Hopkins missed the uh, 48-yard field goal. Dexter Lawrence was claimed to be offside. And they got a re-kick from 43 and made it. To win 30-29 to in just a wild, wild game at Landover, FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. But coming out of that game, well, the sad one was the Nick Gates injury. The lineman who went down had to get carted off. It's just gruesome. Uh, Giants coach Joe Judge said, we're going to do everything as an organization to help Nick through this. So uh, that was uh, one of the side points that got lost in that just horrible horrible way to lose the game uh you know we've seen a lot of angles of it whether it was offside or not they called it and and that's uh that's the result we have but the falcons will go into a uh drama field uh situation up there where the um wide receiver kenny galladay was seen yelling at uh quarterback daniel jones the former six overall pick in 18 there Maybe it's 19, but um, surprise number six pick. But, you know, things aren't going that well for them up there. Uh, they just paid Galladay $72 million, four years, come over from Detroit. Second game in, he's yelling at the uh, quarterback. Now, um, he did lead the league in uh, 11 touchdowns in 2019 when he was with the Lions. But they talked to the media, and Galladay uh, said there's no problem, and he was – yelling at the coordinator, Jason Garrett. Uh, but, you know, they're trying to revise history a little bit. And Joe Judge even said, oh, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. But, you know, Galladay is, you know, not on the same page with his new quarterback. And then the rookie, Kadarius Tony, uh, takes to social media to fuss about not getting the ball at uh, 19 snaps, you know, the playmaker out of Florida. So, you know, they got a bunch going on on offense up there. 
Uh, Darius Slayton, our guy here from GAC, he had a drop touchdown, so that was that was coming out of that game. So they they just got a lot going on with the Giants, and and uh, and they'll be uh, the Falcons will be going in there trying to get their first win against a team that's you know trying to you know live down their drama and, and put a game together. Uh, but let's hear from Coach Joe Judge on the Falcons and on Evan Ingram, the fine tight end from. Hillgrove High, who uh, was back at practice on Monday, on his way back from a calf injury. Well, here's Joe Judge. You're playing the Falcons team that's given up 80 points after the first two games. What's your early assessment of their defense? You know what? I'm going to hold anything on the Falcons to a little bit later in the week, but I would say right now, like, look, this is a team that's very capable, very talented, very well coached. Uh, look, Dean Pace is an outstanding coach. Been in this league for a long time for a reason. So, I mean, relative to what their defense did the first two games, that's not going to have any bearing on what's going to happen this Sunday. So we got to go ahead and get ready to play. So where is that? Where is that? That was Joe Judge and a plane flying over at the end. Uh, that's got to be going into Newark, maybe. Uh, but that's right where the Giants practice. So a little bit of um, a plane going by there. But at the end, he said Evan Ingram is back on the field, and they're going to make a judgment later in the week. Uh, he hasn't played in the first two games. That would be a big plus for them. Uh, if he can make it back, then they can go with their two tight ends with him and uh, Kyle Rudolph, another free agent signing. Now, um, the Giants have a lot of uh, Georgia players. Uh, in addition to Slayton and Ingram, they also have Andrew Thomas at left tackle, the Pace Academy and University of Georgia kid. Uh, rookie Aziz Ojolari is on the team. And, of course, uh, Lorenzo Carter is with the Giants. Uh, Aziz Marietta High in um, Georgia and then Lorenzo Norcross High in Georgia. So, you know, that uh, – I know the the Chiefs when they came in here with Eric Berry and all the Georgia kids, Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid said, "Hey, I just told my Georgia guys we need to get out of here with a W." And sure enough, that was the uh, pick six, pick two game for for Eric Berry. I think his last one here um, uh, playing uh, in the league. So. You know, maybe at home, maybe uh, Joe Judge leans on his Georgia guy and say, hey, I need some plays today from all of y'all. And maybe they'll do that. And uh, so let's move on here. Uh, we just got a few stats from the season. We'll go through those, and then we'll hear from uh, uh, Joe Judge on the, on the drama he's got going on up there in the NYC in New Jersey area. But Daniel Jones, he's the leading rusher, 15 for 122, two. So they'll have to handle him. He's a mobile cat. Um, you know, they didn't handle Jalen Hurts too well in the opener. So they get a chance to fix that with uh, Danny Dimes here. 15 carries, 122, two rushing touchdowns. Passing, he's 44 of 69 for 516 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. Passer rating of 96. 96 passer rating. The big thing, the why they have hope, you know, everybody's got to have hope, uh, is that Saquon Barkley's back after uh, the ACL last year, missed uh, only playing two games. 
And they were kind of easing him back into things. He didn't do much in the opener. Did a little bit more in the second game. And we'll see if they try to unleash him here in the third game. But he's got 23 carries for 83 yards. Uh, no touchdowns yet. And three catches for 13 yards um, right now. Three catches for 13. Now, uh, Ster Sterling Shepard is their leading receiver at 16 for 207 and two touchdowns. And uh, Galladay is second there, the $40 million man, uh, guaranteed. He uh, has seven catches for 102, 102 yards uh, there for for the New York Giants. So we're going to, um, you know, the Giants, uh, you know, that was a um, tough way to lose. So, so that's going to be really hard to go in there. Against a team that's been, you know, kind of scarred in that kind of way uh, with, uh, you know, a loss like that. You know, you really, really um, find out what your team's made of. And the Giants will be trying to do that against the Falcons on Sunday. Uh, One o'clock kickoff. Uh, we're going to um, look at some of the matchups later in the week. You know, the Falcons' big issue is going to be at cornerback. Because you don't have, um, you know, you don't know if A.J. Terrell is going to be available for the Falcons. So, uh, that's a big situation. Is T.J. Green ready for that? Uh, been in the league since 2016. Uh, hasn't been able to hold on to a regular full-time starting job. But they like him here. Uh, and uh, Isaiah Oliver's your second option. And then... Um, then you could, uh, uh, Coach mentioned Darren Hall. Darren Hall is a rookie from San Diego State who hasn't been, um, he hasn't been active in the first couple games. So I don't really know if uh, he's a viable option for him at this point. So we'll see uh, how the Falcons decide to handle that uh, moving forward. Now let's go um, to, to some more Joe Judge on his drama situation up there. And uh, on Galladay and Kadarius Tony. You have plans to speak to Kenny Galladay and uh, Kadarius about um, things that happen on the sideline or things that happen in social media or about any misconceptions or you know things that might not be right on track the way you want them to be. No, I've already spoke to all parties involved about all the stuff you guys are referencing. Um, look, I'd say in terms of you guys asked me the night about Kenny, like there was no argument on the sideline. There was no him versus Daniel or anything of that nature. Uh, look, this is a guy that's you know, in the heat of the moment. You speak very passionately. You know, you kind of speak with some emotion. I speak with emotion on the sideline. Uh, there was no blow up or anything that was being made of it. Look, I understand sometimes perception of who they are, but like I said the other day, like, there's no issue there. Now, reference to KT, um, I have spoken to KT, and I'd say the one thing about that is, you know, the initial tweet or whatever it is, social media thing, the initial whatever it was, had absolutely nothing to do with the New York Giants National Football League or football. Okay, so you know, I think from that guy's perspective, look, obviously, we have a lot of players very active on social media. Our message to the players are always whatever you put out there, make sure you don't have to explain, clarify, or defend. Or make sure everybody, you know, puts out there, you know, what they want to put out there. Um, I think it's a different generation. I don't say in a bad way. I just know, like, look, thank God there weren't camera phones and social media when I would have been tempted to use them myself, to be honest with you. Uh, but in terms of, you know, educating our players on what to do and put out there, I'm not going to speak for any of the players. We, we do it on a consistent basis. I will say I spoke to KT. Um, and the thing that was put out there that kind of, you know, caught flames, whatever you want to say, the initial thing, 
had nothing to do with football. So we're very open our players. I talk to them all the time. When there's something to be disciplined, we take care of it. Uh, in this instance, in terms of that initial deal right there, we've talked them on through it. And, you know, the biggest part is educating these guys that you know, if you're going to be active on social media, sometimes you may just have to go and clarify it. So, I mean, look, maybe these guys need to start hashtagging everything with not really the New York football giants or the NFL or football, wherever it may be. I don't know what they choose to do on that right there. But, you know, we just got to make sure we understand that, you know, we are in a different situation with our jobs, that it is very visible to the outside, and that anything you put out there is going to be interpreted related directly to what your profession is. Did you expect... Well, there you go. Joe Judge on Galladay. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. And on um, Kadarius Tony uh, got a lecture on, uh, uh, you know, uh, how to use social media. And, you know, maybe he wants to clarify that, you know, what he puts out there. has. He said he had nothing to do with the New York Giants football team. But just look coincidental. But then uh, New York, uh, New Jersey Advance, which is the Newark uh, website. Up there, they had someone up one of um, Tony's tent, uh, Tony's, uh, I guess, people, friends, I don't know, agent, whatever. He said, well, hey, why buy high, um, a sports car if you're not going to use it? Which, you know, he didn't get any touches in the, the Washington game. Uh, played 19 snaps, so it sounds like he doesn't know the offense yet. But we'll see if uh, Tony is a factor in the game on Sunday. Now, just look, we did the offense. You know, their line should be solid. They, uh, well, well, Gates is out. That's the left guard. He got hurt. They got Billy Price from the Bengals, who was Ohio State guy. Willie Hernandez, Nate Solder, and then, of course, Andre Thomas at left tackle. So, that, I mean, that should, uh, that's a good enough front to move the ball. And you got Kyle Rudolph and, um, you know, Evan, if he can make it back. Then Jones and Barkley. Shepard and Galladay as your receivers. Then on the defensive side of the ball, um, they've got Lorenzo Carter at strong side linebacker, and uh, uh, Leonard Williams is in there at um, D tackle. Aziz is at a linebacker. He's got two sacks, leading the team with two sacks. And Blake Martinez is your middle linebacker. And then the uh, secondary is uh, James Bradbury, former Panther. Uh, he has an interception already. He's the left cornerback. And uh, they got Jabril Peppers back there. Strong safety. Former Brown. Former high draft pick out of Michigan. Uh, kicking game. It's like Graham Gano is doing it. Doing his thing there for the Giants. Uh, in the uh, kicking game. Let's uh, move on down to their um, to the specials. We're going to look at punting. Dixon. Against Washington, had three punts for a 41-yard average, put two of them inside the 20. Uh, punt returns, Peppers had two for eight. And uh, kickoff returns, Board had one. There were five touchbacks, one for 20. So there were uh, five touchbacks in that game. So that um, those are your New York football giants. Good matchup across the board with them. Uh, Falcons offense is starting to come together. You know, it's going to sputter early on in the season. Matt Ryan said choppy. I don't think, you know, uh, we saw a couple drives there. Uh, once, you know, the uh, Bucks went up 28-10, to 10, the Falcons got two uh, drives in there to, tie, to, you know, get it within three, which, you know, was respectable. But then, you know, we know how to end it uh, with the Tampa Bay answering right back with the drive after – 
uh, Nazlik shanked the punt and then uh, got two tip, uh, you know, two interceptions returned for touchdowns late in the game. But well, um, Kyle Pitts came by and talked to um, media on Monday. Um, we'll have uh, have that whole thing in the Cover Nine at Nine blog. But here is uh, Kyle Pitts discussing, you know, the offense here in the second week of the season. Do you work on bad ball drills where maybe you have to go outside of your range and uh, kind of like when do you work on that? How, how much does that help you when things are going fast? I mean, you, you kind of can't try and uh, train for bad balls, but you have your things where your body's for certain ways and you kind of just the small drills where just offset the ball and you know, turn your body around. But for the most part, just you know, when the ball comes away, it could be a bad ball just to make a bad ball. When you make a catch like that or even one that's very That was Kyle Pitts, um, you know, addressing questions from Scott Vare from the team's website and the last one from Mike Rothstein of ESPN. A couple new people in town. Welcome them to town uh, covering the Falcons. Yeah, Kyle was asked about the bad ball. He caught an acrobatic catch, but with the ball was behind him, he caught it and turned up field. Uh, and so they were talking about bad balls and then just uh, – uh, some questions on his progress and so forth. So, well-spoken young man, off to a good start here in Atlanta. Uh, um, you know, he said he's got to keep learning how to read defenses and read the coverages, and that's going to help him uh, be prepared to continue to, to go on during the season. So, you know, I know everybody's all excited about him, but you got to put in context – you know, rookie receivers generally don't do too much as uh, t- rookie tight ends. Um, the biggest one was uh, Jeremy Shockey in 2002. So, you know, they got to bring him along slowly, and they put a lot on his plate. Uh, he did get his snap count up here to uh, 72 plays, or excuse me, 57 of 72 plays, 79%. In the first game, it was 49 of 72 plays, 68%. And that's a lot, given that they didn't practice. He only played two games in the exhibition season. So, uh, at the two-game mark, development's there. He made some plays. He, he caught, uh, caught five passes for 73 yards, led the team in receiving yards with 73. In the first game, it was four for 31. So, um that project is coming along nicely. The, the uh, you know, there are other issues within the offense, but you know, as far as the, the rookie tight end go, that's coming along nicely. Let's go and hear from uh, Coach Arthur Smith, who uh, we, you know, checked in with him about the Giants, who they'll be playing here on Sunday. A couple 
hungry team trying to get a win. Uh, Danny, Danny Jones and Saquon on offense and a couple young pass rushers over there on defense for him. Uh, what do you uh, know about them uh, early this early in the week? Yeah, it, it, you know, Joe Jewel had those guys ready to go. Um, same thing. I mean, this is a, you know, you don't want to be in this spot, but we are. It's a reality. We got 15 more to go. We got we got to get prepare ourselves to go up there and go win a football game. And we need to do it. They're, they're probably saying the same thing up in New York or New Jersey today. And so we know it's going to be a challenge. Go on the road. It'll be a tough football game. It'll be sound. It's a good scheme. So we know we got to work cut out for us. How does Saquon look as uh, he's making his way back from the, from the injury last year? Yeah, I could probably give you a better later than on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he's a hell of a player. All right, Saquon Barkley, they're going to have to contain him. Coach Arthur Smith on getting ready to go play the uh, New York Giants. Now, they're holding tryouts for the punter today. We'll see if they stick with the punter like they stuck with Jalen Mayfield. You know, Jalen's a draft pick. The punter wasn't. uh, But, I mean, you don't want to start juggling that that punter spot. Then you got to mess with the holder, and, you know, it's all kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. Uh, keeping him was an option. He did tell me that at the end there on Monday. But just going over some more defensive stats for the Giants. Uh, Martinez was the lead tackler in the game against Washington football. Uh, Darius Slayton had a, a long gainer, 33 yards in that one. So, you know, give the good with the, you know, drop information on the bat. Uh, James Bradbury and Logan Ryan, the safety members, uh, defensive backs were second in tackles, so you know that's never good with seven each. Um, just looking down here for my man uh, Lorenzo. Lorenzo had four and a quarterback hit. Okay, so uh, Lorenzo's done put together a fine career up there. Um, known him since high school days at Norcross. Uh, Aziz had one tackle and a sack, a 16-yard loss, a tackle for loss, and a quarterback hit. So he's coming along nicely early here for the uh, New York Giants. So, um, you know, that'll be interesting to see how the Falcons' uh, uh, def- uh, offense uh, holds up against this defense. They don't have to <laughs> – woo, their first two weeks, man, that was you. Know, that was pretty tough. The two defensive fronts they had to face – it's a pretty good one, but it's not like the Bucks or the Eagles. So we'll see if they're able to get the run game going. Uh, once they get the run game going, you know, then Matt will have time to throw and wouldn't have to throw all those quick passes that led to the tip balls that led to the pick sixes last week too. So, um, you know, as they start stepping down in competition, maybe we'll see some better football here from the uh, Atlanta Falcons moving forward. So we're about to get out of here. We really appreciate you all stopping by the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. You can follow us on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. We're over 40,000 followers. Appreciate y'all. We're working on getting our blue check mark back here too. And, um, you know, you can follow us on Facebook, Atlanta Falcons News Now page. Uh, to get all your updates, of course, we love if you're subscribing to AJC.com and you're getting all our digital products and our after game page and uh, some of the other things we're doing on our digital platforms. So with that, we're going to get on out of here from the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care.
and have a great rest of your week. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.